0: the Purposed Marriage Podcast. If you are in a marriage that is damaged or broken and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you will find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse to a closer walk with the Lord and each other. God can and does heal marriages no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purpose Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Larson. With me, as always, is my wife, Amy Larson. Amy, say hello. Hello. It has indeed been some time since <laughs> yeah, we've
1: I think about spoken a month. to you all.
0: Yeah, it's been a little bit over a month. We've had a lot of stuff going on. I want to apologize. Uh, life has been continuously getting in the way of uh, our uh, intent to put out new content
1: (laughs) but I mean there's been a lot of very good things that we've been involved in lately yeah
0: we've had a lot of things going on Uh, ministry wise uh, we've been able to uh, partner with our church we'll be uh, bringing our background to that ministry and and hopefully doing our part to see marriages restored Uh, That's what this whole thing is about. Well, number one, it's about bringing people to Christ. Right. Uh, After that, of course, um, we always want to see marriages restored.
1: Restoration and then bringing glory to God for those restorations. So I'm excited about this new ministry. We have a great lead team that we're a part of. And so we've spent, what, like 13 weeks or something like that. Yeah.
0: Preparing
1: yeah. for this new ministry. Yeah. So it's a, there's a lot that's involved.
0: It's been an investment of our time for sure. And, um, you know, while I'm, I'm happy to get that going, it has, uh, caused this ministry right here to sort of take a, a, a back seat in some ways. And right. so, uh, we, we want to say, no, we have not abandoned our ministry. We are still here. Yeah. Um, y'all are constantly, uh, on our minds, and in our thoughts, and certainly in our prayers. And uh, we're actually sitting out on our porch today. It is the 4th of July. It is. And we were talking about where are we can record this, and boy, it sounds like the cicadas are starting to come out. <laughs> I know,
1: already, so yeah. early.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's still early enough in the day to where I think people who might have started to celebrate early might still be in bed resting and recuperating from their nights of celebration. <laughs> right. And... It's not dark enough yet for people to start uh shooting off fireworks, although we do live in East Tennessee, um, we are a very uh festive people, I will say <laughs> when it comes to patriotic events, so
1: yeah, they last. Um, it's not just the Fourth of July, it lasts usually for like a month sometimes yeah. it, two weeks
0: it, it isn't gunfire that you'll likely hear, although you know you never know uh in in Tennessee, although we're we're outside of Knoxville and so. Uh, not too much hunting is going to happen within the city limits right. so if you do hear something it's likely uh, people celebrating a little bit early. Um, so we've had that ministry going on, uh, of course. Your job? Uh, yeah, my job, uh, I, I transitioned to a, a a different position. I work with a uh, school system and I've moved up to serve the entire do- school school district right now. I had been at a high school. And so, uh, as we gear up to prepare for school's reopening here, uh, I've I've played a... um, uh,
1: A vital role. Well,
0: a a larger role in developing a plan and making sure information gets out to parents. We're sort of in uncharted territory right now in a lot of ways with regards to how school uh, is going to progress and take place, yeah. what, what that actually looks like. So, and so Tony
1: is on a virtual learning
0: task force. Right, right. yeah, and so a um, lot, lot of stuff going on, and so I, I really haven't had much time off. Um, this stuff has to get done. You know, school is going to happen in the fall, come hell or high water, and... Um, Uh, it's like this is the sort of thing that you can't just put off. You have to get it done. And so uh, that's been taking some time.
1: Well, and typically you're off almost the whole month of June and you've been working pretty much the entire month of June. So I've had the boys, we've been uh, hiking and swimming and...
0: all of those things we've done some family things this broadcast actually could have come a little bit a little bit sooner i've been dealing with and i knew i was going to bring it up um, and i'm i'm very grateful i'm not in any pain this morning i had some work done uh, on my teeth a couple weeks (laughs) ago and i've been dealing with the uh, repercussions from that uh, procedure Uh, And if any of you out there have ever had any work done on teeth, oral surgery, or anything like that, you'll know that uh, that's not the most pleasant experience in the world. And and for me, I can tell you that some of the worst pain I've ever experienced in my whole life came from something that was happening in my mouth. Right. All right. And so just a couple days ago, I I was reaching near that same level of pain and discomfort. And so, uh, at any rate, i'm I'm grateful this morning. I've got a little window here now it, it might come back, the pain might come back later in the day. <laughs> That's okay, but if we can make it through this morning and, and be able to record this podcast for our listeners, uh, I'll be grateful for that. Uh, anything else we want to say about what we've been up to? Oh, one other I will say one other thing. We've been investing in some uh, equipment. Uh, to help enhance our oh, podcast yes. and our ministry. And uh, because of COVID, uh, we haven't received everything.
1: It's yet. been you know, on uh, back order. Yeah,
0: we have a couple stands that we're waiting on that have been back ordered uh, for, for a while now. Yeah, we've ordered the stuff a couple months ago. And so we're hoping to use it to perhaps maybe do some different types of things as it relates to streaming, maybe even some video. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just, we can't, we can't start it till we have all the pieces. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, we're excited about that. I'm excited about that, personally. I'm sort of a a, a techie at heart, and that's, when I play, I, you know, it's not so much video games, it's playing with gadgets and stuff and learning (laughs) how they, how they work and how we can use them effectively to do things. So, um, well, having said that, I think we'll go ahead and get into the topic of today's uh, podcast, Signs of Restoration. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the theme verse. You'll see it up there at the top. Amy, you want to go ahead and read that for us?
1: Yes, it's Jeremiah twenty-nine, eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future.
0: All right, so... Having read this, what can we say about the plans and future God has in store for us? What does it specifically say?
1: Well, it specifically says
0: that He plans to prosper us. Prosper you and not harm you. So what does that actually look like for the stander who's in the midst of suffering? They read that verse. Somebody gives them that verse Well, God plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Does it really seem like that's the case when we're going through uh, a separation or divorce?
1: No, not at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to also think that there are so many things that God is doing in the background, and we don't always see or know those up front. Um, And sometimes we may never see those, um, but we have to trust that the Lord is in control and we have to trust his word and we have to know that he does plan to prosper us.
0: Mm-hmm. And when we, when you hear the word prosper, many of us think of financially prospering, but right. we're, we're talking about uh, whole person prosperity where, you know, our emotional needs, our spiritual needs, our financial me- needs, uh, basically uh, everything that we could po- possibly uh, desire to have God is going to take care of those things Right. not material things I'm talking about but actual needs that uh, we need to have met where he needs to intervene to help us he's going to take care of that yes we do live in a cul-de-sac so you're going to hear cars
1: <laughs> occasionally, yeah, yeah. occasionally.
0: That, that's okay um, well with this backdrop established that is knowing that there is good from the Lord promised to us what are what are the things we can point to that speak to uh, change that may be developing inside of our prodigals? And so we're asking this question because the topic signs of restoration, and I understand that many of us might be in different stages in terms right. of uh, this journey. Uh, we've we've talked about many of those stages here, but for this particular episode we want to talk about. Uh, those standards who find themselves in the position where they might be starting to see some signs uh, from their prodigals that might point them back towards restoration all right so all right. Th- the question there what are things we can point to that speak to change that may be developing inside of our prodigals so and we can talk about uh, what we experienced maybe some things that i saw in you some things that you uh, so, I mean, I was a stander, so, but there are some, there's some commonalities there. I mean, you were seeing right. some differences that were opening you up. Right. So, you want to start?
1: Um, yeah, I'll start. I think one big thing is communication. Um, I think that you will probably notice a difference in communication, and I'm sure that Tommy can speak to this, um, you know, even more so than me, since he was the stander. Uh, But I know when we would communicate, it was actually pleasant communication. Um, I was no longer angry, and I enjoyed talking to Tommy um, on the phone, in person. Uh, Our text messages, and and let me just say, our text messages at one point, um, (laughs) they were to either, they started out at at a sentence sentence, then they became a word. Then it was just like question mark. Um, so I, I went to smaller and smaller means of communication. So whenever we would, I would ask him, uh, when, when would you like to meet up today to exchange the kids, it went from that to time, meaning time when we're going to exchange. Then it went to just a question mark. And so I I thought to
0: myself, if there was a way, (laughs) you could even reduce the communication. Sometimes I felt like even applying the question mark was too much effort, or I wasn't even (laughs) worth that. Right. So if you could do it without having to send,
1: press the button
0: to send it. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, it was quite obvious that you know what I don't really want to talk to you at all, and I'm um, doing everything I can to. Uh, minimize any type of interaction. Right. We had.
1: Right. So that definitely changed. And I'm sure you saw a huge change in our communication as well.
0: Yeah, I did. And uh, Amy was, was no longer, I, I sensed that she was no longer on the cusp of becoming angry, where we could have a conversation, but I knew at any second it could turn into just, rage and anger and madness all right I, I didn't sense that much anymore there was a softness about her and she was more willing to um just let, let her guard down and and, and talk like right. like we used to when we weren't arguing i say like we used to like the good old days but for you it wasn't always the good old days all right all right uh let's see here um I can think you, of others. I, 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 I can think. No, I, okay. they're, they're coming to me, and uh, you can certainly share more. But uh, I remember usually it would be me who would call Amy uh, if we needed to discuss something. But there were a couple times where just out of the blue Amy would call me. And I remember uh, one particular occasion where we talked for, I want to say it was uh, well over an hour I was going to visit my brother who at the time was living up in Massachusetts and uh, on my way up, this was near around Christmas time, Amy called me and um, I, was, I was surprised to hear from her and there was no real point of the call other than oh, to talk. she wanted to talk to me and I was so grateful for that and I tell you it that conversation—it was—it was a very long drive up there to Massachusetts. I want to say, uh, 12, 14 hours, maybe, maybe even was longer. Yeah. I can't even remember how long it took. That sounds me. about right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it did not—it did not seem long when I was driving because I was on such a—I I was so joyful to have had that conversation with you. It wasn't manufactured. It was spontaneous. It was—it uh, was done. Uh, at least from my point of view and I sensed that you genuinely wanted to talk and share with me yeah and um, I, was, I was very surprised it was, it was a very very nice conversation and you know I sort of sensed that she um, she missed having talks she wanted somebody to talk to and um, of course I was, I was open to talk to you Anytime, you know, whenever okay. the opportunity presented itself. But, um, yeah, I, I guess when we're talking about signs, uh, if your prodigal is initiating the communication, that's a, that's a very good sign. Right, saying. right. Yeah, because if they're, if they're running, they're not going to really be doing any of no. that unless they have some type of grievance or they want to call you out on something, Which and some prodigals Won't hesitate to do that, whether it's a a nasty text message or or to call you up to just, yeah, or or to do, you know, all that stuff through an attorney. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that was a, that's a good point. And along the lines of that, I think, you know, spending time together. um, Tommy and I would spend time together because we have children together. And so... You know it would be sports events or school activities or any of those sort of things we would spend time together and a lot of times we would spend that time together and then go our separate ways even though nine times out of ten Tommy would ask me to do something after I would always say no or I have plans um, but yeah, <laughs> no I remember I remember
0: yeah. yeah I became very used to your excuses
1: right but there, towards the end, um, before God restored our marriage, I was very open to doing things, and, at, and actually, uh, we got to the point where I would I would have I would call it family dating. We we would go on little family dates.
0: Well, you were you were sometimes not just open, but even suggesting, Hey, do you want to do this?
1: Yeah, like there were okay, occasions I would ask Tommy to go places. I know one was the synchronized uh firefly show.
0: Yeah, and that was I was actually very surprised about that and it I thought it odd because, you know, it was it was early on in this in this journey. This was this was when I was uh working at the church on the custodial team and uh, you wondered if I'd be willing to do then I said yeah of course but I mean there were still a lot of bad things that we went through after that right yeah, you were still pursuing divorce at right. that point and so um, things like that I didn't quite understand but I was I was going to be willing to do it because I thought well this is you know the more time you're able to spend with your prodigal the better uh, the better right yeah I, I mean if you make the most of it now you could go back to you know the argument that says, "Well, the more the better. and that's not necessarily the case uh, because if you're if you tend to want to get into confrontations with your prodigal, um, the more time could actually do your uh, do a lot of harm, right. You know so you have to come in with the right spirit and not not approach it with a lot of a skeptic skepticism, uh, which leads to my next question, which is how should the changes we see? be dealt with and viewed and so that's if we're if we're doubting the sincerity or the motives of our prodigal or vice versa um, I think that can negatively affect how we receive um, what might be a genuine moves towards restoration right see what I'm saying
1: yeah I mean, and I think also, like...
0: Yeah, like, question, tra- questioning the motives. And, and I had a, a very close family friend, when Amy started to turn around, warn me, look, she she might be trying to trick you, or she's in a vulnerable state right now. This has happened to her, and, you know, maybe she's just trying to use you uh, because she's hurting. You're the only place she can go right now. Um, and I, I heard that. I understood that, and... You know that that wasn't the case, but that could have been the case, but I thought, well, really, should that change my how opinion of act her or how you yeah regardless try, right. re- regardless of what her motivation is, I need to have the right motivation and the right attitude, right. and that is to uh, love, regardless.
1: right, and know? I think also that <clears throat> you make a really good point that your mindset really does shape a lot of how you treat others, how you respond to others. And so if you're not in the right mindset um, and you're not focused on the Lord um, first and then focused on loving your spouse second, I think that that really can change things. If you're looking at them with the wrong motives or you're constantly waiting for them to slip up. I mean, you're going to be very disappointed because after all, you know, the prodigal, you know, is, is not living for the Lord most likely, but when they're turning back, um, they, they need you to love them and love them well. Um, be willing to forgive. That was a huge one. Tommy always was willing to forgive he also owned his part um, in the marriage. The the failure of the marriage. He always owned that. What part? <laughs> what part? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Now I remember. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that part. Um, so anyway, I think you know the, those, the ten
0: years part that led up to yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you know those those things I think are important to make sure you have the the correct mindset. Mm. Um, going into that.
0: Is it wise to doubt the changes that we see? Be no. really skeptical of them? And...
1: No, because I mean also whenever you are skeptical not only are you skeptical of your spouse but you're, you're doubting the Lord, you're doubting what his capabilities are and again like I said earlier you don't always know all of the backstory, like how God is working to change and mold and um, redirect the prodigal.
0: Well, do you think a person can be naive when it comes to believing that their spouse is actually changing? I mean, they want so much for them to change that they, yes. they just okay. Yes,
1: and I do think I th- I think you have to look at the full picture. Um, I, you know, if, if you see no change in your prodigal, uh, if you don't see your prodigal moving towards the Lord, but away from them, um, and then, you know, they throw you a bone, so to speak. And I would be very, I I would, I would say that's, you know, you're probably not seeing quote unquote change. Um, Because it has to be a heart change. It has to be the Holy Spirit working inside them to redirect their path. And, you know, part of um, repentance is turning away from the path that you're on and moving in uh, the opposite direction. And so I think, you know, once Tommy started seeing the patterns that, know I had taken on I started slowly turning away like I was no longer angry when we spoke and um, you know I enjoyed being with him and we we actually were able to have I mean somewhat spiritual conversations he he often would ask if he could pray for me or how he could pray for me and I think that that is a really big one Um, if your prodigal is defensive or, you know, they'll say, I don't want you praying for me, or, you know.
0: it Well, yes, because there was a time when you didn't want me praying for exactly. you. Or anybody else praying for you. Right. Praying that you would, quote, see the light, as you put it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I was very angry, and I was yeah. defensive, and I didn't want prayers. And I said, don't pray for me. I don't want you praying for me. So... But again, that's another I don't, sign I don't, of I don't, know that it, I don't know
0: that it's helpful when the prodigal is in that state of no. anger for you to even tell them, hey, I'm praying for you. yeah, Because I, I think that that will only inflame uh, their their anger and exactly. make it more and intense. And it's not that
1: you can't pray for them. Oh, Definitely yeah, be I, praying for them. I wouldn't him. say that. But yeah. you just don't say that directly to them. But Tommy noticed a huge change in me. Um, you know, regarding spiritual matters. I mean, I welcomed prayer. Uh, I would even tell him things to pray for on occasion. And that was a huge change from me saying, don't pray for me, I never want you to pray
0: for me. Well, I think one of the things that was helpful, and I didn't do this for show, I I did it out of obedience, and that was, uh, and, you know, as as I think back to the way things were, uh, prior to everything happening between Amy and I and the way I was running our home, uh, we would sit down to eat. I, I would make the food. We wouldn't even thank the Lord most times. Right. We'd go out to eat. We'd just start eating. And uh, whenever we would get together, when I, when we were separated, I, I, I began to see things in a new light. And I knew that as a father, I need to start setting the example. And so whenever I would have the boys, I would make something at home where we'd go out and grab something. we always make it a point of holding hands and um, thanking the Lord for the food that he provided. And we would start doing that as a family. And uh, as opportunities arose, where we'd find ourselves in a situation where Amy would join us for a meal. We continued that. And Amy, she would see that, and I'm not really sure what she thought of it. I know she had to notice it as being something different, uh, but I think the more we did that, the more it sort of solidified in her mind that hey, this is this is part of some change that I'm seeing. Yeah, and,
1: this is the real you know, deal. He's actually yeah. he's actually not just saying I'm living for the Lord. He's actually doing it. He is yeah. taking action, and in those little things, I saw made a huge impact on me and you know yeah maybe in the beginning i would have said oh goodness look he's putting on a show he's got to hold hands and pray i mean that that
0: he's he's doing this just so he'll have an excuse to hold my hand
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um but typically i mean over time i would i saw those things again i saw it because he 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 wasn't doing it for show he was authentic in his walk he was being genuine um he you know were, was taking he was making changes in his life and and the holy spirit had worked in his heart and so outwardly he was displaying those changes and in time i saw that those were real changes that the lord had made and so um i, I mean it worked in his favor it worked in the lord's favor um, and in time, you know, I think Tommy saw changes in me as well.
0: Well, that's one of the benefits of obedience, um, just doing what the Lord wants you to do. Uh, one question here, I, I didn't have it in our notes, but, you know, as as you were talking, something occurred to me, and that is, what role do you think the enemy plays in planting seeds of doubt as it relates to the possibility of restoration occurring. I can think of things, for me, I won't say audible voices that I was hearing, but certainly thoughts that entered my head oh, yeah. uh, that that would cause me to doubt what God was actually doing. Did you have any occasions where maybe you you were maybe not audibly hearing things, but doubt was entering your head. And you can now identify those things as coming from the enemy. And when we say the enemy, we're talking about Satan, his demons, the evil one, uh, those, those evil forces that seek to destroy marriages that are right. not from God.
1: Right, yeah. Um, um, there were plenty of times, I mean, and really, even all the way up to... The night before we got remarried, um, I had a complete breakdown, uh, and, and Tommy can attest to this. I was an emotional wreck the night before we went to um, the courthouse to be remarried. Uh, and if, if you're new to our podcast, we were remarried in the courthouse, but then later had um, a ceremony on our original wedding date uh, with close friends. Friends and family, and so um, the night before we went to the courthouse, you know, Satan, he was even, you know, getting into my thoughts um, at that time, saying, you know, if 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 Tommy only knew all the bad things that you had you you did while you were separated, um, he would not want to marry you. And I mean, I remember thinking. I have to confess everything to him. Like, I have to tell him every small thing, every big thing that I ever did. Um, and I, you know, I told him, look, we, we really need to talk because I think if you knew everything, well, you wouldn't this, want to remain me. Well, this
0: was actually the day we were to go. You oh, said I thought that it, the, was the no, it was the night before. No, it was the day of. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, on the day when this was to happen... Satan was pulling out all the stops and yeah. trying to, no, no, he, he's not going to take you back. Right. And, you know.
1: And the most beautiful thing about that is that, you know, Tommy said, okay, listen, Amy, if, if you, if it will feel, make you feel better to get things off your chest, feel free to share with me, but I just want you to know there's nothing that you're going to share that's not going to make me want to remarry you. Um, and with that, you know, I, of course that was Tommy's voice and Tommy was the one sharing with me. Um, but with that, I knew that that was like, that was God, um, speaking through Tommy and saying, Amy, I've forgiven you. You know, it was like, I was reminded of the sacrifice that Christ had made for me and that, no matter what I had done, my sins had been paid for. I had repented of those sins, and this was, in fact, Satan trying to place doubt in my mind.
0: It was his one last-ditch effort. Yes. Uh, to sabotage. Yes. Restoration, right. and uh, yeah, it wasn't going to work. And, um, and praise
1: the Lord, it, it didn't work. Um, but I think you have to constantly be looking to the Lord and and knowing truth um, know what the Bible says just like this verse the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you yeah to give you a good future
0: yeah well I, I think one of the other things that was done in that conversation is you know to remind you that I'm not guiltless and hey you you might you know, your, your heart might be heavy and you're, you're broken right now and you're wanting to confess all these things. But, but, Amy, I cultivated this environment that shaped where you ended up being spiritually. That falls on me. So, it's like when you want to talk about responsibility, uh, yes, we will all stand before God one day you're not in charge of the family and the spiritual condition of the family and how things run. That's me. So this whole mess right here, that was me. That was my fault. And he
1: he shared that with me too. And that, I mean, that spoke volumes because I was reminded, Amy, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so... You know, it, it wasn't just my bar- you know my burden to carry. Like Tommy had contributed, I had contributed, but at that point we recognized what God's will was for our life, and it was for restoration of our marriage. And we went to the courthouse and we got remarried, and it was wonderful. You
0: know, I, I'm maybe I shared this with you, but. Um, the night of your mom's passing, uh, and I came over here to the house, and I, I was staying late. I, I was up. I, I wasn't sleeping. While you had gone over to uh, your folks' house to check on your mom, and of course that's where you that's where you found her. And it was some time before you found her till when you called me. I was here back at where Amy was living at our house where I'm in now. With the boys, and uh, when you called back and you said she's gone, I I immediately knew that this was this was the move God. I I, I didn't have a sense of fear over it or, or despair. Despair. Obviously, it was going to be a sad time, you know, because you lost your mom. But I knew this was. This was God really shaking things up. This was like, right. you know, God was, God was making His move, and I remember, um, in in the course of trying to comfort you, and um, let you know that, look, I'm I'm going to do what I can, whatever needs to be done here. I remember you. Um, you lashed out a little bit, saying. You know, this doesn't change anything. (laughs) Right. Um, We are not, and I wasn't bringing up anything about getting back. I mean, um, I knew what God was doing, but I I wasn't, this this was not.
1: You weren't going to seize the opportunity the night my mom passed. No, no,
0: not at all. I mean, I knew this was, this was, um, you know. In in as much as I'm thinking here, how how does this situation affect me? I felt like this was God was giving me a greater opportunity to serve you and your boys, and your family. At that time, uh, you had a real need. You had real needs before, but now since you were losing your mom, this was the Lord saying, at least to me. And the Lord speaks to us uh, differently we might be going to, I mean this was affecting you different than it was right. going to affect me Right. the Lord was working on you the Lord was working on me uh, and it was as if to say that uh, alright I've been preparing you now for this point where she is going to have um, she's going to need to have somebody there in her life to help pick up that slack there's going to be a void now and I've been preparing you uh for this moment. Right. And
1: uh and I don't think and none of us saw that coming.
0: Well, you know, I had I had prayed that well when it came to restoration, I, I, I prayed the Lord that you would get a hold of Amy's life and that you would do whatever was necessary short of taking your life. Mm hmm. And um uh, It just so happened in God's well infinite wisdom, this is what he was going to use. right right. We can't question that. No. we can't begrudge God for that. He's God. He's uh, He is the creator. you know it's like the uh, the scripture that says um, how, how is it that the uh, oh, the, the, the pottery, the potter. The person who actually creates the vessel. The vessel can't tell the potter what What to to make. Right. Right. So we are his creations. We're not to question what it is that he's doing.
1: Right. And I think that actually speaks um,
0: to our last question. Well, hold on one second before we get to that one, because I did want to say that um, right at the very end, and we've talked about this recently, Uh, After your mom had passed, and I I came back to the house and I was helping, there was a time uh, where I felt uh, much doubt come into my head. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, everything that's happening, this isn't real. And uh, it happened when I was actually, I was in the house and I looked at something that was on the refrigerator. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So...
1: Well, I mean, we might as well share it with with our listeners. Yeah, I had
0: yeah, well, uh, every, I mean, we were we were becoming closer and closer and closer since your mom passed, and I was actually in the house. I hadn't been in the house in over a year and a half. Right, I was making meals uh, for everyone and.
1: Giving the boys baths.
0: I mean, helping literally right. with everything. Right. And uh, I hadn't been in that position for a while, and uh, the way Amy and I were interacting with one another, it was completely different than how it had been uh, the previous two years, and um, so I was, I was very encouraged that we were that this is happening. This right. is happening now. Restoration is occurring. And then I remember looking on the refrigerator, and there was a notepad on there. This is where you, you scribble down notes or reminders. And uh, one of the notes, I, I don't think it, maybe it was on, on the first page, but it said change name. And what that actually meant was Amy intended to have her name changed
1: to, my to go back name. to her
0: maiden name. Now, as soon as the divorce went through, uh, Amy was quick to, she changed it on on Facebook, but that didn't actually make it official and legal. Right. Right. Uh, So this was something that she had intended on doing, and I don't know.
1: But at the same time. I mean, with
0: something like that, though, I wondered, do you really need to write yourself a reminder? That's what I was just going to say. On the refrigerator? It's
1: actually quite humorous. Like, you have to make a note to change
0: your name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, get milk, (laughs) change name. Yeah, Uh, but at any rate, you know, I saw that, and uh, it turns out she had written that note months and months before. Uh, I mean, but but I didn't know that. Right, I didn't know that. I I maybe even
1: a year before, honestly.
0: I saw that note, and I'm looking at it in the context of everything that's happening, and I tell you what, it just it casts so much doubt. On me,
1: right, and you and, had no idea when that
0: was written, right? That's what I said. I I didn't know when that was written, right? But for all I knew, this could have been written down Two a days week ago. before. Yeah. yeah, no, she's she's still pursuing this path, right? You know, and so um, I remember we had a dog at the time. Uh, dog's name was Marley, and uh, they had just gotten it a, a few months before, and we live in a subdivision, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll give maybe I'll give Marley a walk. And so uh, I asked Amy, hey, is all right if I do this? Marley needed to be walked. She said, yeah, that would be helpful. Go ahead and do that. And so I, I walked Marley around uh, the subdivision. And I remember, you know, just, just breaking down as I was walking and just thinking, is all of this, is none of this real? What am I going through right now? God, what? It's like she's, She's double-minded. She's acting one way, and she still wants to change her name. And I was just—I was torn up over it. And you didn't see that, uh, obviously, because I was out there walking. You're back here in the house, but uh, emotionally speaking, I was—I was a mess there for a few minutes right. until, you know, the Lord—the Lord just spoke to me and said, "You know, press—press press on. This is—this is going to be." okay, don't let these things bother you. And, you know, I came to recognize that 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 note there, it just served as, um, uh, it served to just do what the enemy was wanting it to do, and that was to cast doubt. Uh, The enemy was using that to, um, I guess, make me not as confident about what the Lord was going to do. To doubt the Lord. Right. To cast doubt on God's plans. Right. And uh, you know, it it's funny for us to, you know, to talk about it now. Something something that small, but it was impactful, you know, up to the point where it just like I said, it it really got me thinking if what was happening was was for real.
1: Right, and that's why I mean we really have to kind of stay focused on the Lord and His desires for us. You know, His desire is to prosper us, um, to give us a hope and a future, and and I think that He can, Satan can use any small thing to place doubt in our minds. Um, But, you know, we need, we need to really, that's why I said, you know, earlier, we need to really focus where our mindset is, where, where are we looking to? What are we focused on? What is our mind
0: focused on? Well, that doubt diminished uh, the moment I I turned my head and eyes towards Jesus and I started focusing on him, that that was removed. Right. Uh, You were going to introduce the last question. I'll let you go ahead and do that.
1: Yeah, and so that last one, I mean, we've been speaking a little bit about it, but that last question is, if we see positive changes, does that mean we won't see a falling falling back um, of sorts occasionally? And, I mean, I think, you know, we've been speaking to this, but absolutely um, there will be, you know, falling back. There were plenty of times that, you know, Tommy saw hope, and it's like, okay, this is going to be the moment or this is going to be the change that we needed um, to redirect my heart, um, you know, towards the Lord and, and for restoration. Um, and then I, you know, would, would do something else, to, you know, to place doubt. Um, just like he said, you know, the night uh, that my mom passed um We had had a very good, very, very good relationship um, back and forth, and up to this point, um, Tommy came over, and I was going to go check on my mom to see what was going on, and then, you know, I discovered she had passed away, and one of the very first things that I communicated with Tommy is, just so you know, this doesn't change anything, Um, because satan plays
0: what what's crazy about that was you know in, in the midst of your mom just passing the most important thing <laughs> yeah. was for you to make sure I understood this Where wasn't going to change anything yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it you know it, it's funny because you know i look back now and it's like wow i mean was that necessary but because like tommy said that he saw this being You know, something that God would use to change my heart, God had already been changing my heart. And, you know, Satan uses little things like that night, you know, when my mom passed, Satan used the thoughts of now Tommy is going to capitalize on your hurt and your pain. And he's going to, you know, try to come in and, um, establish himself back in the house. And, you know, and none of those things were true. Like he had been loving and kind and helpful. And like his last thought is, okay, now's my time to, you know, swoop in. Those are thoughts that were from Satan. Um, That wasn't reality. Tommy would never use my mom's death to promote something that he wanted, something on his agenda. I mean, Tommy and my mom had a great relationship. He loved my mom. She loved him. And he was mourning, too. Um, and so not only did my words, I, I'm, I mean, and you can speak to this, I'm sure that that was somewhat hurtful, though, to think, wow, she thinks that I'm going to use the death of her mom Um You know, for for my gain. I mean, that's just hurtful. I
0: I saw it more of, I was burdened for you because I saw you, I saw it as a sign that you were still fighting God.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: God was doing this. God was moving. And it's like, I'm still going to resist you. And I was saddened by that the blindness Amy can you not see even even in the midst of this you're still going to fight and resist him don't do that and so I wasn't hurt for for myself I was saddened that you know you still had uh parts of you that were rebelling right you know uh but you make a lot of good points there and uh you know it's true we we are going to have setbacks along the way. I think the key thing, though, is to look at the whole picture. Uh, are, are the setbacks getting further and further apart? You know, they're not happening regularly. Oh, right. They might happen occasionally, you know, and even after restoration uh, occurs.
1: Yeah, they're y- still going to be You're, setbacks. S- you're
0: still going to have times when, you know, you don't see eye to eye. I mean, Amy, have, Amy and I have these... Um, situations too and I'll go ahead and say I'll accept responsibility it's it's usually because I've um, not been viewing things in, in light of God's word or responding in a way that uh, the Lord would have me respond uh, that's a heart condition of me and that's why it's so important to maintain that relationship with the Lord and invest in that relationship with Him uh, because if that if that falls by the wayside, your relationship with Christ—that's um, not going to bode well for your relationship with your All spouse. Right. It's going
1: to play out in every yeah, single relationship that out. you have.
0: Yeah. Well, there are some verses we want to share uh, that will hopefully encourage you today. That speak to a uh, hope uh, that God offers, and as as you think about restoration, and you're praying in faith, and believing in faith that restoration will occur. uh, We hope that these verses encourage. I'll I'll start with the first one here, Amy. Isaiah 61, 7. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. Let me say one thing about that. Where we're at right now, I will say, is at the very least a double portion.
1: <laughs> oh, I think it's probably like way more than double portion. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, yes, I can, uh, the whole Bible is true. But personally speaking, yeah, I can say, yep, yep.
1: Yep, that one is definitely yeah, checked off. I, and not yeah, just for Tommy. No, I, I see that. For both that. of us. Yeah, 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 I see that. All right. Um. The next verse is Jeremiah thirty-one seventeen. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion, for whom no one cares.
0: Job 42.10, after Job had praised for, prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. There's that double portion again. Again, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and I personally love this verse. It's 1 Peter five ten. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast.
0: I like the part where it says suffered a little while. Because right. while you're going through it, it seems like the oh. longest time. <laughs> but now as we think back, as I think back to... Uh, my time of suffering and our time in the valley—it is so minuscule compared right. to all it of eternity. It seems
1: like a little bump in the yeah, road.
0: It does. It does. So again, these verses all ring true. Uh, well, now is the time in our show when we want to mention and pass along prayer requests that have been sent to us. Again, we do this with the intent of helping to build an army of prayer warriors who can join you in the spiritual battle for your marriage and. As a reminder, if you have a specific request that you would like to have mentioned on our show, please email us at prayer at and be sure to put in the subject line, On Air Prayer.
1: We also have on our website a section where you can go and um, fill out that form and it will be yeah, sent directly to us. Yeah, just for the link us. on
0: our website. Yeah, just fill that out. Thanks for mentioning that. Uh, I'm not sure about the pronunciation here for our first one. I'll say Moises from Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll read what was shared here. My wife and I are now going through our second divorce. God restored our marriage three months after our first divorce, and my wife feels as though we reconciled too soon because she doesn't feel in love with me. I don't think she even properly forgave everything that happened in the past. I trust God and have been in this position before, so I know what to do, but please pray for my marriage and my family. Again, that's Moises, Las Vegas, Nevada. Please remember that in prayer. Amy, what's the next one?
1: Um, The next one is Amanda G., and she is asking for prayers for positive movement towards reconciliation in her broken marriage. Um, Also for patience as she waits on God to tell her next steps. In her journey, and ultimately for her former spouse, Will, to give every part of his life to the Lord. Uh, She is asking for prayers for him to encounter wise and biblical counsel.
0: All right, that was Amanda G. Our next one is Carla. Uh, She says, My husband is in a relationship with another woman and is pursuing divorce. She has a praise. The shutdown has been pushed, our final hearing date, to July the 9th uh, from May. So this hasn't happened yet. Praying that the Lord blocks the divorce completely and that the Lord puts uh, in Derek's heart to cancel it. Derek still claims to follow the Lord and is going to the other woman's parents' home church, but his choices are not in alignment with the Word of God. The things I hear about, what he's learned about God's will are alarming. Before I continue there, let me let me just say one thing about God's will. God's will never contradicts what the, he says in his word. Right. So when your prodigal tells you, it's God's will that I do this, if that doesn't line up with scripture, what they're hearing is not from God. Right, right, right. Uh, Praying the truth penetrates Derek's heart and the Lord does whatever is necessary to turn him back in repentance and his relationship with the Lord made new and restored to more than it was before. Praying the ungodly and sinful relationships are removed and cut off completely. That's so important. Pray that God severs those relationships that are ungodly. I did that many, many times Mm -hmm. and quite often. Uh, please pray for my heart to be transformed and I'm so that I'll be the woman the Lord desires me to be as I love my husband and pray for him. Pray strength, patience for me, and our four kids as we pray and wait for the Lord to bring Derek back home. Again, this is from Carla. P- please pray for Carla, for husband Derek, and for their children. Amy, what's the next one?
1: All right, the next one is Omey. Um, My marriage is in a massive crisis. I discovered that my husband was unfaithful 18 months ago, and we have been in turmoil ever since. I think he's still involved in the affair, and I can't say for certain uh, as he is withdrawn totally from our marriage. We have two children, and he is also withdrawn from them. He comes home only to sleep very, very late at night. He is moving his clothes out of the house a little at a time, so I fear that the end is ve- very near. He is currently angry with me, as I have said some things to him that he is offended by. He has been hostile and angry for about six months, and our marriage is deteriorating. I choose to honor our marriage vows, but he, is no, he lo- no longer believes in God, so the marriage covenant means nothing to him. Please urgently pray for his salvation and the restoration of our marriage. And again, that's Ome.
0: Last one here uh, sent from Thomas. Thomas says, please pray for my wife, Marianne Kay, that the Lord will soften her heart and forgive me so we can restore this marriage and family to what God intended us to be. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we've been able to uh, share more about you and uh, the importance of marriage restoration, the importance of uh, what marriage is, Father, uh, the, the picture that it paints for the world to see. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would continue to strengthen and equip those who are out there standing for their marriages, uh, Lord, this is, a, this is a hard battle, uh, we need help from You, Lord. I pray that You would uh, just sustain us and encourage us. Lord, I pray that You would uh, just open the eyes of those prodigals, those who are running from You, Lord, who have uh, turned their eyes away from You and are pursuing their own ungodly lusts and desires. Uh, Lord, we pray that You would call them to repentance, and that these marriages would be restored. Lord, if these, uh, if these spouses, these husbands and wives who are rebelling, Father, if they don't know You, Lord, we pray that salvation will come to them. Lord, that You would reach out, that You would touch their hearts. Lord, for these children who are affected, Father, we pray that You would uh, just protect them, shelter them, Lord, and that You would put in their lives right now the things that they need. Uh, financially, emotionally, and spiritually, Lord, until these uh, situations are resolved. Uh, Father, I, I pray that you would just continue to mold us and to make us into the servants that we need to be. Now as we close this session, Father, I pray that you would go with us. Uh, and Lord, may everything that we say and do bring honor and glory to you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage, no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage, and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. The address is contact at purposedmarriage.org. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.